Can we move on to Smyrna? Verse 8. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, the words of the first and the last, who died and came to life. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich. And the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. All right, so the thing that's missing here is nevertheless. There is no nevertheless here. In, in the history of the church perspective, this is the church under persecution. So what do you suppose the ten days are? Would you believe that there were ten emperors of the Roman empires, starting with Nero and ending at Diocletian? Would you believe that all ten of those emperors persecuted the church? Would you believe that after Diocletian you had the church be essentially absorbed into the empire? So I will suggest that perhaps the ten days are you've got to live through ten emperors. And during those ten you are going to suffer persecution and death. Which they did. Something on the order of five million of them. Notice that he does not promise them any relief. Those who say they are Jews and are not. Notice that it does not say those who are Jews. It says those who say they are Jews but are not. Yeah, we got time. I actually plan to talk about later. This is probably as good a place as any. I've talked about this before. You probably all know it, but I'll go by it quickly. The problem that Smyrna and the church for that ten emperor swath had is the Romans deified their dead dead Caesars. So when a Caesar died, starting, I believe, with Augustus, the Senate declared him a god. Therefore, the sitting emperor was the son of God. God. Okay? And what happened was you wound up having the cult of Caesar or the cult of the empire. And the deal was that once a year you had to go into a temple and you had to offer a pinch of incense to Caesar. This was regarded as a loyalty test. In other words, if you were not a rebel, you would go offer a pinch of incense to Caesar. The rest of the year you could worship anybody you wanted. Didn't really care who you worshipped as long as this one time a year you came in and offered a pinch of incense to Caesar. Okay? And again, Caesar is the son of God. And by the way, Caesar Augustus who was the one who was in power at the time of Christ, was known as the Son of God. 
So when Yeshua comes up and starts saying, I am the Son of God, he is going head to head with the emperor. And that, by the way, is what freaked the Jews out and said, we've got to get rid of this guy. That's, what, that's what's going on in the background when the Jews are saying, whoa, we need to do something with this guy or we, the Romans are going to come and they're going to take us away. They're going to take our place. Remember in the gospel? That's what they're worried about. This guy says, I'm the son of God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Son of God is Caesar. Don't you be saying that, boy. You understand? So what happened in the persecutions of the church under these ten emperors is the church wouldn't do it. Or many of the Indian church would not do it. And the penalty for that, by the way, was crucifixion. Later it became getting fed to the lions or, you know, whatever they were having in the arena that day. The Jews had an exemption. The Jews were the only religion that was called religio licita, which means a licit as opposed you've heard the word illicit, like having illicit sex, you know. So this was a religio licita. It was an approved religion. The Jews did not have to worship Caesar. So you've got all these Christians that waltz into the synagogue because that's where the books are, right? You want to read the scripture, you've got to go to the synagogue because that's where they are. And they waltz in there and they're full of the Holy Spirit and woohoo! And the Jews say, oh, you want to become a Jew? Well, lift up your toga here, we'll, we'll fix you right up. Right? I mean, they did. They did. We have got a procedure to turn you into a Jew. And the Christians said, whoa, 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 what's this? What's this? I got the Holy Spirit. And you guys don't even know who Yeshua is. Well, the Jews have a serious problem. Because if the Jews bring these former pagans in without making them Jews and bring them in just for purposes of not having to sacrifice to Caesar, the Jews then get accused by the Roman authorities of harboring rebels. It's sort of like if you go into a modern church and you do something that violates their 501c3 law. That's exactly the same thing. Okay? You want to go into a church and have them endorse a political candidate, the pastor will back out of there like a crawfish so fast that it will leave waves. Because if he does, he loses his tax exemption. The Jews in the synagogue had the same problem. They were a legitimate religion, and so if they harbored these guys who said, Wow, I got the Holy Spirit, I believe in Yeshua. You don't look Jewish. Let me check under your toga. Mm, nope, you really don't look Jewish. Then they got a problem. Go ahead. Yeah. No, it's, it's government. And as Ray said, you know, this, this has been going on ever since Nimrod. Okay. The world system tries to gather everybody in, and they try to mark them. And if you aren't one of the world system, they will go after your job. I mean, look at that poor little Miss California, who, you know, she stepped outside of the world system and said, I follow my religion, and I don't believe in this. And, and just, you know, every sodomite in the world just came after her with, with fingernails bared lacquered fingernails. All right, so anyway, 
you've got a, the problem with the Jews is the Jews don't want to have anything to do with these Christians who are not following what they understand to be the law of Moses. Yet they're trying to come into the synagogue and say, hey, I don't want to sacrifice to Caesar. How about you taking me in? Well, sure, I'd be glad to take you in, but we've got a procedure to do that. You don't want to do that procedure? We can't shelter you. So anyway, they, they will, and for those who are faithful unto death, I will give to you the crown of life. And again, Smyrna, by the way, comes from the word myrrh. And myrrh is a funereal spice. It was used in the embalming and perfuming of dead bodies. Okay? And it gets its fragrance when it's crushed. So this, you know, the name of the church, everything is, speaks of persecution and death. Then we have, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. All right, now go back up to the introduction. The words of the first and the last, who died and came to life. So notice how the thing to the overcomer matches with what Yeshua uses in an introduction for himself. So what he says is, I died, I died once, I'm resurrected, death has no more hold over me. To the one who overcomes, yeah, you're going to die, perhaps, in this persecution that you are going through, but understand that the second death has no power over you. So again, notice how you have measure for measure, and you have the beginning and the end match. Okay? Please consider becoming a sponsor. Please visit crimsonthread.com purpose for an explanation of what we're doing, and perhaps to become a sponsor. Thank you.